Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, my gente. This is Ish. And, and this, this is Season, season two, 2 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Exactly how we're starting this episode. Oh my god, please don't tell me you're gonna keep that on. That's like really messed up. We're totally starting with the ring dinger. The ring dinger. Okay, I'm serious. Watching chiropractic adjustment on YouTube is so soothing. I'll take your word for it. I, okay, you need I, to watch it, one. It, I just don't have a chiropractic thing. Well, on that note, <laughs> everybody, welcome to, um, to episode 78. Hmm. 78. So episode 78, here we are. Yes, yes. 78. Ay, se fue a goto. Um, well, yeah, se lo está llevando un viento. As, as I know, right I now. know. Well, before we get into that, hello everyone. Episode 78, happy Friday, pero Friday. Buenos días, buenas tardes. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's good. Everybody's gone back to school at this point. That's true. No, you know what? There's still some places. I think New York starts next week. Okay. Yeah. Really? I think so, yeah. Well, New York then is starting when we used to start, which was like right... September? Like September, <laughs> right? <laughs> like every... Like, this whole thing of like mid-June, mid, what, no. mid, mid-August, I mean, like what the heck is that? No, but, and in Georgia, they started in July. They did? Yeah. Uh, Melissa's Girls started like... What the hell is that? Do they end in April? They do. They end like in May. <laughs> oh, I kind of said that for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, they do though. They end in May. <laughs> so, bueno, here we are recording on Fake Friday. And fake Friday and it's a wet Fake Friday. It's a wet Fake Friday and Hurricane or <laughs> Tropical Storm Dorian. I keep wanting to call it Dairon. <laughs> Dairon. <laughs> Está acabando en Puerto Rico. Los pobres. They cannot get a break. Bueno, but apparently it's not as bad as, um, bueno, thankfully it's not as bad as Maria because exactly. Maria was the worst of the worst. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it seems to be just like a tropical storm like a or a Category 1 even. It's a Cat 1. It's a Category it's 1. A, I mean, as of right now, it's a, it's a Cat 1. But I feel like Category 1 are 
Category ones are good because it's it, it's enough of a hurricane that you don't go to work. But it's like hurricane. But you don't really lose power. But you don't really lose power. You don't have to go and stand in line for water. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. It, stuff closes maybe one day, if at most. <laughs> you get like a like a snow day. It's, it's like, like a, snow a snow day. day. It's like, yeah. you know, we don't get snow days. So, damn it, we should get hurricane days. And we do. We do. It's the one thing we get. It's we do. Um, mira que casualidad. This year, this week was the 27th anniversary of um, Andrew. Of Andrew. That's right. It was on 24th, right? Yeah. August 24th, 1992. Yeah. And it's so funny because... It's so funny because, like, I remember Andrew so vividly. I mean, well, whatever. I mean, we were teenagers. We were old enough. But I remember it so vividly. I can't believe it's been that long already. Uh, I can. We are 40. <laughs> anyway. Put it into perspective. Did you have to bring up the age? Well, you seemed like you needed it. No, but it's like... <laughs> Like, that was such a catastrophic storm, and it, it's been so long. Like, I, I remember, like, you know, I'm sure everybody that lived through it has has its memories. Uh, when, like, the wind gust would hit, like, my parents' house, that it felt like a train coming at us, like, hitting the house. I wouldn't know. Oh, that's right. You didn't live through Hurricane Andrew because you were wearing Costa Rica or some Costa shit. Rica. What the hell were you doing in Costa, Costa Rica? Rica? We had a vacation. I was in Costa Rica. Literally, the day that we were going to come back... Was the day of Hurricane Andrew, and they were like, um, "There's a hurricane about to hit, and you're not flying into the city." So yeah, I was not here for Hurricane Andrew, and I wasn't even here for the aftermath because really, by the time that they let flights start coming in, it was like two or three days later. What type of a Miamian are you? You have you didn't go through one of the most iconic Miamian moments, which was Hurricane Andrew. I know, <laughs> I know. It's so bizarre to me to t- to, to. Oh like, my god, you must have lost so many fruit not. trees at your parents' house. We did. La Mata de Limón, La Mata de Naranja Agria. We did. And it's maybe because my uncle was the one who st- stayed there because my grandparents' house, at the time he was living with my grandparents, they had gotten evacuated because they lived near the river. Mm-hmm. So he was staying at our house. And actually, it's good because in our house, um, La Electricidad, I think, was like underground. The cables were underground. Yes. So we didn't really lose power there. We were good. At your parents' house? Yeah. Okay, how did okay, 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 okay. How did I you think, not lose power I think, I think at I your parents' house here. and I lost power 27 days at my parents' house? I don't know. You know, our parents' house were only like two or three miles away. Not even, if that. Anyway, so listeners. Transformer. Transformer. Listeners, what what are your Hurricane Andrew memories? It's funny because whenever I hear people talk about Hurricane Andrew, I'm always like, I can't join the conversation. I know, right? No, because it's such a hurricane. If you you lived through Hurricane Andrew, it's so, yeah, it's so defining, defining in your Miami experience, right? It makes you so – it's such a big part of who you are and what you lived through. I mean, that was the biggest natural disaster in American history up to that point. Was it really? It was, and oh. it was almost costly too oh, up to that. that point. And it was a Category 5, and to this day, they believe it still had – Was it a Category 5? It was a Category 5. The problem why it was, it was categorized a Category 5 officially – after the storm, because the problem is that during the storm, the hurricane center, the Doppler, like it, it blew out. Yeah. So the hurricane center is not the one that is now at FIU. That's like a bunker. Right. It, it, it was someplace else. I think it was. I don't know where it was, but um, the hurricane center's you know metrics, I guess, yeah, blew out in the storm. So they weren't able to officially at the moment say what it touched. Uh, say that it was a category five, but then after. 
you know, when they gauged right, right, the right. damage, they knew that it had to be a Category five, 5 because things that were damaged could only do so if certain it wind. was a certain speed, the you know, wind, the, right, the wind. Right, right, so, but yeah, that was like a big deal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that my... We had a relative that she completely lost. She, she lived in Homestead. She <laughs> oh, completely lost her house. Oh, when I mean completely, I mean that when we went like a month later, the only thing left was a foundation and her tiles. Wow. Those are good tiles. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, that's why hurricanes kind of freak me out a little bit because since I wasn't here for mm-hmm. Andrew, I don't know what it's like to go through something like that. So I think even though it probably terrifies some people who went through it, you know, because it's like shit to go through that again. But I think that once you've gone through it, yeah, you know what to expect. Yeah, you know what to expect. So that's why when I have a cat, when it's a category three, I'm like, it's going to knock down a tree. Uh, We'll have electricity for like a week. Yeah. But, you know, as long as it doesn't cause cause structural damage, we're We're okay. Well, actually, I mean, there was also huge adjustments made to building codes after that. Yeah, that. The funniest thing, like, I love this story. So we, like many people during Hurricane Andrew, we did not take it seriously until well, the very end. Well, because nobody ever did. Was, nobody ever did. Yeah, and we, like, up to that point, the most that we would do is what everybody does. I would put tape on their windows. Which doesn't do shit, by the way, guys. Which doesn't do shit. Just putting that out but, there. But, but it, gave you, it gave you the satisfaction that it's you did that, something. Right, like, you, you get to pat yourself on the back and I have prepared, a I prepared, I prepared. I bought a right. gallon of water and I put tape I on put my windows. On I'm prepared. What more do you want? What more do you want, yeah. So, the day before, so this would have been the 23rd, right. yeah, that's when shit got serious. Like, when shit yeah, got yeah, real. Yeah, 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 that yeah. people were like, oh my God, this hurricane is coming. This, it, it was like, it came, because if you look at the trajectory of Hurricane Andrew, mm-hmm. Hurricane Andrew was not one of these hurricanes out dance that went up and down no, no, no. and then did a it twist was on, at it the was end. On a war path. It was like yeah. straight to Miami. Like yeah, yeah. it crossed the Atlantic out of Africa. It caused it crossed the Atlantic like a bullseye to right. Miami. It was meant for us. Right. <laughs> and the, you know the day before the rains of Africa. which was a Sunday, which was a Sunday mm-hmm. Shit got real. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's when what my parents and my uncle we were like they gotta do more. We, gotta what do what are we gonna do yeah, to yeah. cover the windows? We didn't have shutters. No, yeah in that moment and my, gone. my uncle found someone who in <laughs> typical Miami found someone who had was in a construction site and had like used plywood and that's where we went to and my mom, I remember my mom went through and this was like in the Devon Air area west 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 Kendall yeah, yeah. like in the Devon Air area yeah getting to like south and we go through country walk and my mom's like que linda esta casa me encanta country walk tu mamá sabó a country walk we never been to country and walk <laughs> my mom was like ay que linda esta casa me encanta la casa que lucen americana <laughs> and we got the plywood and then two days later country walk was gone forget hurricane andrew that was nary who, who damned country walk <laughs> But I'll never forget. She's like, "Ay, qué linda esta casa. A mí me encanta. Mira, a mí me encantan la casa con los portales bien grandes. Así you know? estilo antebellum. Uh-huh. Yes, me encantan estas casas. Qué linda. No sé qué. Esas casas volaron como Matías Pérez. Put that in the ping pong boom book. Anyway, speaking of. Uh, so that's a good way of starting your drive. <laughs> Nothing like starting your drive on Friday than talking about Hurricane Andrew. Hurricane Andrew yeah. and, and, and again, it may be raining as you're listening to this because the weather's not... If you're in Miami, if you're in South Florida, the weather's not going to get better. Because yeah. we're going to get something. So Although if, if, if there's a hurricane that comes this weekend, we might lose listeners. Because, <laughs> you know, they're going to have something else to do. 
But, but we can accompany you while you're putting up. You know, what better way to put up your plywood right. and go to Walmart and stand in a line waiting or, for or, than us? Or if the electricity is shot, you could always like put your iPod or whatever phone. In your car. In your car or in your docking station. Exactly. Have the whole family exactly. listen to us. We are somewhat so, a family podcast. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So there's something I really wanted to bring up because this is like my my – Hispanic little nugget of joy. I try to in every episode, especially recently, have little like Hispanic nugget of joys, you know, like that, you know, makes us who we are. So did you hear about the <laughs> the one of the executives of Lowe's Hardware, La Pata Que Metio? No. Okay. So I don't, I'm not really so up on my, on my hardware so listeners, company. Listen GMA. up. So this past week. The chief executive vice president of Lowe's Hardware, okay. Joe McFarlane, okay. was at a, I don't know if it was like a stock, um, in, like an investor, one of these investor, okay. like shareholder, um, shareholder um, like, like it, quarterly, quarterly meetings that okay. they have that okay. are like conventions. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Uh, or if it was like a product presentation, but it was an event. Okay. It was certainly an event. So he was talking about like a new line of hand drills okay. that Lowe's had, and he said, and I'm going to quote. Oh God, this is a quote. I'm bracing the new drills. Okay, compact power. These compact power drills were perfect for Hispanic customers since they have small hands. He said this. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, obviously, look at it. Okay. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. Because the storm that came after. No, 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 no. no so yeah. then he later apologized him. and said it was careless and ignorant. And my favorite, he said, this is a, a moment of key reflection. I'm so over reflections. These people reflect more than Mulan. So, in other words, Joe McFarlane, CEO of... Um, of Lowe's, chief executive vice president of Lowe's, think that we're all like, you know, what, 441 and have little hands? <laughs> I mean, okay. what the hell is that? I actually, it's funny because my first, here, okay. I'm six foot one. <laughs> Here's my, oh my God, you would look horrible with tiny hands. You, you would look like some type of, like, Quiston wig in that uh, SNL. I look like a T-Rex. In the SNL skit. But see, it's funny because my first thought was, okay, and I'm not trying to give the guy credit i'm not trying to defend anybody but i do feel that when sometimes things like that are presented and then they're said horribly wrong it's because there has been some type of consumer focus groups do you know what i'm saying like there have been times where like they'll adjust a product this is a horrible example but like if they're trying to appeal more to like women, you know, mm-hmm. tr- traditional, let's use this, say with the hands. Traditionally, women do have smaller hands than men. I mean, just by virtue mm-hmm. of, you know, women's average height and everything. So sometimes you'll see like women didn't like using product X because they felt they couldn't get a good grip on it. So we've made it more slender, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just wondering if this is a case of that's how, that's what the marketing department told him, the very, PC, we conducted research, blah, blah, blah. And this is what it found. And the way that he said it was... Okay. Whether... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I understand like, what you're trying to say. I'm just, I, and I'm getting... That's I'm like, you know, like, big razors for women to shave their their legs are pink. Right. Right. Because right. it appeals more to women. Right. I get all that from a consumer from standpoint. From a marketing... And from a branding right, standpoint. Right, 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 right. right. But whether he said that because it's what he believes, or that's what was sold to him from his marketing or research consumer, department... Right, right. 
it goes with a stereotype that is not true, and it it is a stereotype, and it it's it's like one of these like again tropes that we talk about all the time because. If you know anything about Latins, you know that we come in all shapes and sizes and colors and shades and countries, and now, right? So by saying that, he's reinforcing what you know we've right. talked about a million times: the image, the one-dimensional image of of, uh, Latino. of, of Latino, right? Well, and the right? worst part about all of this, quite frankly, is that now since it's smaller for our small hands and we can use it, that's just one more thing that now those other races from last week can't tell us apart from from Hispanics. Yep. Because now we're able to use drills like regular folk. Yep. You know, will this integration never stop? Yep. God damn it. I tell you. I got really upset at that. I got really upset at that because I I felt that by him saying that, he I'm again I'm just curious he, where that he came said, from. He said he said something that I he said something that I feel that he probably really did believe. He really did believe that But it's the thing is that those 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 I, I mean I've been to conferences, not necessarily mm-hmm. that one or whatever, but there's always a teleprompter. There's always you know what I mean? Like Yeah, but they a, but they always always go off the teleprompter. Yeah, too. but I mean like that, you're gonna go. That's what you're gonna. That's, well, this, that's the hill you're gonna I, choose I, I to actually die on? saw the video, and it was very conversational. I think he was like in a sofa, like in a, in a chair, and there was okay, like a sofa, like, like very Grant Norton. It was yes, it was very conversational. Okay, and then that's when he said the compact power drill is perfect, you know, for our Hispanic customers with you know have small hands, and it's like what's the Spanish word for drill? Taladro. Taladro. I'm like, I know there's a lot in there. I couldn't figure it out. And it's just terrible, like terrible. I got so upset at that. Because it's like somebody who would say that is not only reinforcing a negative and incorrect stereotype, but again, it's what we say almost in every episode, I feel. (laughs) You have to know what you're talking about and you have to know whether you have to know history or you have to know, you know, what it is that you are putting out there. Because, I mean, has this man ever met an Argentinian? But again, has this man man ever met a Brazilian? I'm, I'm surprised this wasn't scripted. To within an inch but of its even, life. But even if it's scripted, it's wrong. Somebody wrote it. Right. But, th- but, más razón todavía. Right? And it's like, oh my God. Like, it's like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Have you been to Mexico? Because I'm sure that if you go to Mexico City, you're going to see Mexico, you know, because There's tall Mexicans. All, 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 all white people think that we're all Mexican. Okay. Yeah, so, so let's keep it with it. Let's, let's, let's stick to one country. The Mexican let's, context. Right, 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 right. Have you been to Mexico? Because I'm sure that if you go to Mexico <laughs> City, you have Mexicans of all shapes and sizes and colors and shades and, you know, and weights and, and you know. walks of life. Yes. So it's like, okay, have you even looked when you've gone to Mexico? Like It's cute you think they look on a map. You know, that's like yesterday, like the last week when you were like, oh, you know, when you go to Spain, it's like, ay, que lindo, you think they travel. It really bothers me. Like, it really, really bothers me. And then, you know, the the key of, mo- of reflection. Like, what are you reflecting on? You know on? what? That's such a bullshit thing that everybody says now whenever they... The they, fact that you're ignorant? Because that's ignorance. That, I would be more... I would I would respect it more if he was just like, you know what? Meti la pata. Meti la pata. I'm sorry. Move on. But don't try to make it this whole like, you know, and this is a moment for us to be able to learn and grow and reflect and blah, blah. I'm like, that whole part of... And I'm not just talking about him. I'm talking in general. Every time one of these... Because we're offended by everything now in general. But anytime one of these things happens, like, that they come out and it's like, I'm reflecting and I'm understanding. I'm like... Look, just be like, you know what? I'm sorry, it sucks. I'll do better next time. Done. But, Move but, but, on. But, like but, that, okay, because but, it sounds so insincere. But what I think is, what I think, what I think is crap is that, for example, and I've said this before on the podcast. Let's talk about like Asian culture. 
Okay. Right? Asian culture is a culture that we are not as familiar with. Mm-hmm. Right? Not only because of the distance geographically, but... You know, it's a it's a culture that's very different than ours. That's like if we were to assume. That's like if we were to assume that everybody who looks Asian is from China. It's like who does that? Like, like, Bateryan, they do. But 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 what I'm saying is, I mean, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that okay, but like, how a lot of white people think that we're all the same, right? Okay. Right, mm-hmm. and and again, you're talking about Latins, which may which are the neighboring continent under the United States, again, means right? Nothing to which them, has okay. an enormous population in the Multiple United countries. States, right? And I think about okay, that's why I give the Asian example because that's so okay. far away. Asia is so far away. You're talking about a culture that's very different because Latin culture and Anglo culture is more similar to each other than Asian culture and Western culture, right? Okay, theoretically. Right? right. No, it is. Well, I mean, on the average. A- Asian culture is very different than Western culture. And when I mean Western culture, I'm including Europe. It's it's very different. Okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. So you're talking about a culture that's very different. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a, 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 a people that are very geographically far away. Right. And you're talking about, you know, Asians. There are a lot of Asians in the U.S., but it's not like Hispanics. It's different. In terms of the population. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not ignorant. In, I'm, I'm not ignorant in so far than to think that everybody who's Asian is from China and is all the same. There's a million type of Asians from a bunch of different countries but that you, within those countries, they have different cultures and different customs. They speak different languages. you said something in there. It's like, you are not ignorant. And therein, that's that's the hypothesis. That is the thesis statement. That is everything. So it's like how, how again, living in the U.S. where the neighboring countries, you know, and continent is Latin. There's a huge Latin population in the country that now, you know, we are really out there and outspoken with a majority, with a majority it, minority how can you say something so stupid like by opening your mouth i don't uh, it's mm-hmm. okay you don't have to intend it we just have to we just have to make sure that we point it out on the meanwhile this helps me because i have really big hands so these small drills are not going to help me <laughs> i have re- <laughs> listen joe mcfarland yes. i am Hispanic or He's Latino Hispanic or whatever. The bigger drill. Okay, and I'm six foot one, and I'm a big guy, and I have really big hands. Nice so you know true. what? Your hands look like paws. So you know what? You know what? I don't need a small drill. <laughs> That's why I'm going to Home Depot. Yeah, your hands are so paw-like that, like you know, Lady yeah, Gaga are. fans are jealous. Yeah. Oh, I eat Everglades lumber. Oh, that doesn't exist no. anymore. That's Hashtag what? Miami nostalgia. That's a Wendy's now. It is, and a CVS. And a CVS but everything's a CVS now. Everything's a CVS. I think they're putting one in my kitchen later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> totally off topic, <laughs> but we're we're okay. So here in Miami, to our listeners um, that are not in Miami, here in Miami, it seems that in every corner there's a CVS and a Walgreens, and I feel that Walgreens gets there first. New York, them being. Well, in New York, you also have Dwayne Reed. Dwayne Reed, which Dwayne. is owned by our Walgreens owns, or they own Walgreens. And, and you have Rite Aid. See, but it's usually CVS or Walgreens or Dwayne Reed, some yeah. combination thereof, or Dwayne, a Chase Bank. Dwayne Reed is owned by Walgreens, you said? I don't remember if it's that Dwayne Reed is owned by Walgreens or Walgreens owns Dwayne well, Reed. Okay. But, but here it's like, you see the Walgreens, it's like, okay, you know, all CVS is coming up. See, recently on here, here Miami, it. on Kendall 137th, Okay. There was this office building there, an entire office building complex that had a tower, had a clock tower and everything. 
Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That had a clock tower. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. A, it was like that's a, not there anymore. They knocked it down to build a CVS. But how big of a CVS is there? It's the normal CVS. But remember, CVS needs a lot of parking. Oh, that's true. You know what? I have to be honest. I like Walgreens more because you know how nostalgic I am, mm-hmm. and Walgreens has like a very like important and big history. It's been around for over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. They were one of the original it's from Chicago, right? Uh, soda fountains. I'm not. I'm not sure if they're from Chicago. The headquarters is, but um, they had like the soda fountain. Mm-hmm. But you know, CVS has better prices. And they have a better rewards program. They, oh, hello, the CVS card. When I'm like, do I have any coupons? You know, they, they punch in the well, numbers. Yeah, but it's I'll, like I'm. Like, it's it, like, oh, I got thirty percent off. Like, although the damn receipts are like a fucking scroll. It's yes, like the Dead Sea Scrolls. They are. They are. Did you remember that picture I posted? That was as uh, tall as you. It was as tall as me. And as all, tall as you. All I went was to buy conditioner. <laughs> I bought. I bought a bottle of conditioner. And it was like the receipt was six feet tall. I posted it on my personal Instagram. I should repost that picture on our Instagram, on our on our podcast Instagram. The receipt was as tall as I am, and all I bought was a bottle of hair conditioner. I believe it. CVS. I believe it. But again, they have the better the better rewards program. Okay, so something I want to talk about. Okay. And our listeners can chime in. Well, I feel like our listeners chime in all. Throughout the entire episode, <laughs> yeah. at various parts, I've literally had people text us and DM us to say, "Like, you and I, you know, the two of you and I have conversations and arguments, and you guys just don't know what's happening, but we're, but we do, but we're having them." Okay, so what do we think? Okay, and actually, I want you to chime in on this since you are in, you know, advertising and okay. all this. Okay. What do you think about the Popeyes? Um, versus Chick Fil A uh, chicken sandwich battle. Do you think it's like? I think it's ge- great. Do you think it's genius marketing? Do you think they were both in on it? Do you think it's a fad? Do you think it's stupid? Like, what are your thoughts on it? So I think it's I think it's great. And I, and I, and do you think they were both in on it? So I don't think they were both in on it only because I feel like Chick Fil A is run by people who are patiseca. So I don't think that the homophobic <laughs> chicken that we've discussed is right, so delicious. Right. But I, I feel like <laughs> they're not they're not a BK. You know what I mean? To, to that's sassy on social media and does all this type of stuff. Like I would believe that Popeyes. I didn't know until you pointed out to me that BK was like sassy on social media. Oh yeah, BK and Oreo own Twitter, like, and they're great at it. So that's why I don't know if it's maybe it was, but I don't think it was planned. I think it's something that you know Popeyes kind of came out, and on top of that, you know Popeyes gets to be the the brand for everyone, right? right? You know, they kind of get to come out and be like, we're open on Sundays and what? You know, like that type of bullshit. So, And we love I, the gays. And we love the gays. <laughs> we are open on Sundays and we have little prep parades every Sunday, <laughs> like, you know, for our fried chicken sandwiches. Um, so I think it's great. I, I love when I love when brands do things like that. I do love when brands do things like that. I think but So do you, you think that fun. you think they weren't in on it, but then obviously when, when Popeye's declared war, Chick-fil-A kind of went with it. Because if you don't, then you look stuffy. Was you know, it Wendy's you, in it at one point? I, I don't know, but maybe. Because Wendy's obviously, uh, Wendy's likes to stick their nose in sometimes. Or do they throw some shade as well? Yeah, yeah. Wendy's likes to pop up and like throw some, tira la piedra y esconde la mano, you know? And mm-hmm. then and then they they go back to the little corner. Like, yeah. it's See, those are, the, those are the things that I enjoy on Twitter. Those are the things that social media is fun, you know? To your point, you said a couple, of, a couple maybe last episode or a couple episodes ago, that advertising... It doesn't really work on you. You don't pay attention to it. Da, da. But those are the things that when, mm. when they happen and they happen organically and they're fun, I think that 
It may not sell more chicken sandwiches. Well, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's that, what people latch on to. I go to Popeyes. I go to Popeyes yeah. all the time. They're, all, they're opening one here. Right? Yeah, they're opening one close. But I I go to the one in Cutler Bay, and um, that's so far for chicken. Well, there's not one in Westchester. No, this is also why I don't go to Popeyes. <laughs> no, but I go to Cutler Bay to go to Popeyes. I love well, Popeyes. No, but I, I've never had their chicken sandwich because I would just end up getting the... The, the chicken. I end up getting the chicken. You know, I, I eat, Oh, my God. I eat like a savage when I go there. I have like the 12-piece chicken meal by myself. This episode brought to you by Popeyes. But no, I've never really had... I've never had the chicken sandwich right. from I, Popeyes. Still. No, because... Oh, okay, okay. But now I want to. So to go with what, you, what, what I originally said about advertising and what you brought up now... That to me is more effective right. than if I saw a commercial, right? Because now, like, I want to be because to me, it's like a movement now. It's like, oh, well, did you have like, right. did you have the chicken sandwich battle? Were you part of it? You know, but that's that's what that's what works now. I don't want to say what's what works because we don't we can never say what does or doesn't work when it comes to things that are at retail because unless you have like a coupon code or something specific that you can mm-hmm. tie a sale back to, you don't know what brought that person mm-hmm. there. But um, those are the things that are that are that are. If nothing else, creating brand awareness. And, you yeah. know, they can point to, well, our sales peaked or our sales jumped X percent. I mean, there's been lines. There's like been that. lines I it. Of, of people, I mean, waiting for the chicken sandwich. Remember, do you remember when the freaking Starbucks and the damn stupid unicorn frappe thing? Yeah. That was all social media. There was no... There was no commercial about the unicorn Hello. frap or whatever. You I went to go have Ariana Grande. Thing. I went to go have the Ariana Grande thingamabobber. I don't even like Ariana Grande. I don't like Starbucks. I don't like coffee. And I found myself waiting Aww, in line. You had a Josh Groban <laughs> moment. <laughs> I was like, I'm. You know, you know what it got me. What it got me was like the cloud of whipped cream because <laughs> they had like a cloud of cream, and I go, ooh, that sounds good. That, see, I don't like that much whipped cream. I actually tell them not to put whipped cream on my on my fraps. Whatever. Because then it ends up melting into it, and then at the end, like it just—it's just like that is the best part. No, no, okay, well, whatever. No. Anyway, so no, yeah, no. so have you had any of the chicken sandwiches? I haven't had any. Well, I haven't, I haven't had Chick Fil A. You've never had the Chick Fil A because the Chick Fil A, I mean, the Chick Fil A chicken time, sandwich, so that's their shtick. Well, claro, that's yeah, always been their yeah, shtick. That, like they, I think they say they're the original chicken sandwich. I don't know about original, but I okay. Mean, that's, and that's let's talk thing. about Chick Fil A without you know being. With you know, they're homophobic. Let's, We've let's acknowledged take the elephant it. Out of the room. Let's take the elephant out of the room. Let's just talk okay. purely about the chicken, not about their homophobia. Right? Chick Fil A. I haven't so had good. it in forever, so I don't even. Remember. It was good the last time I had it, but I'm literally telling you, if I had Chick Fil A ten years ago, it it was two, it was ten years. Um, when I go to Chick Fil A, and I don't go to Chick Fil A that often, but whenever I do, again, there's not one near it. Really, there's one in Dayland Mall. I bet you have to put up with the parking of the mall. But I go to Dayland Mall a lot, take so. Care. There's one on on uh, Flagler. You do so much driving for fast food when you're not with me. <laughs> there's there's one on Flagler. I don't. Oh yeah, that's in that new area. Yeah, that new area, that of, new Flagler. area of Flagler that, that didn't like, exist. That, that every time you drive by, you're like, oh, there's oh, a Carabas. Wow. There's like, a Texas nice. Roadhouse. There's a Target here now. Like, yeah, ex- actually, I went to some pizza place there, the Pyology, and I feel like we were walking. You know, they were walking, and I'm like, ay, qué lindo está esto. Like, if we were in freaking, you know, yeah. Disney Springs, it's like, yeah, new Flagler. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, I love their chicken ten, like their little chicken nuggets. Oh my god! Oh, I remember those being really good. I could have like forty of them. Oh, I remember. Oh. I think I have. You probably have. Ain't no shame. Ain't no shame in that game. <laughs> Shit. So I think that I think that you know what I think that we should go and have them this weekend and put it on our on our page. Well, if we don't wait, get the hurricane. If we don't get the hurricane, wait, we're gonna have fried, the fried chickens at Popeyes. The fried chicken at Popeyes, and then the homophobic chicken. I can't have the homophobic chicken. Well, we, for the sake of the services. 
of 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 uh, the thing. I, I can't. We'll lose. Well, well. I we'll listen. Listeners. Listen. I'm very against the homophobic chicken as well, and I hate that I like the homophobic chicken. Okay. What if we go to Chick Fil A and we don't buy anything, but we go up to someone and we say, "Can I just have a chicken nugget?" We didn't pay for it, and it was already bought. Okay. Um. <laughs> Does that, that that cancels out, right? Then we can have it. I don't know. Let's think about a strategy. <laughs> so Chick-fil-A versus Popeyes. Louisiana. F- no, no. Love uh, that uh, chicken for Popeyes. Popeyes. No, it's Louisiana fast, right? Yeah. Good, good, good food fast? Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Oye, ¿Qué pasó? Viste los MTV Video Music I Awards. I did, and it's funny because I saw them mostly because of you. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> of my. Okay, why am I the one now, like live, L- like live blogging? Social, yeah, whatever. Uh, TV shows. Sh- award shows when this was your shtick. It was my shtick for all, like about for a, good, a very like, two long or three time. years. It was my shtick. I would do, but it on I do Facebook. mostly music shows. You used to do them all. I used to do them all. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, well, also, it's, I think it's because I don't have cable. And, you know, since when I, when, I didn't, when I didn't have cable, like, now we have uh, DirecTV, you know, whatever. But before, I didn't have cable, so I just had Hulu, so I wasn't going to live stream anything or live blog anything. But, yeah, no, I was watching it because I was at the gym, and then I got home, and then I was talking to you. And so I was like, well, no, they haven't been the end of it. And then I started watching, you know, the repeat right after. Mm-hmm. And there was actually some good performances in there. There was. Actually, these VMAs didn't suck. No, they didn't. And I, first and foremost, I just want to go on record as saying the best part of the VMAs was BB Rexa. And her curvy self. For that. But if BB Rexa was not at these VMAs and like totally having her best life at the VMAs dancing, mm-hmm. right next to her was, you know, my favorite non person, and the camera would have been focused on Taylor Swift instead. So thank you, BB Rexa, for giving the camera something fun and entertaining to look at. Oh. Did you see? So I posted um, when she got an award, uh, Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh, she has a new album out. That means that she's going to be on every award show now, which means oh, yeah. that for the next award, you know year, no tenemos que meter a la Taylor Swift. Or she could just send uh, Jay Jolie. Oh, my God. Is that the drag <laughs> queen the that drag- John Travolta <laughs> gave her the award to? Listen. In all fairness to John Travolta, it, it did look like her. Give Taylor Swift twenty more years or fifteen more years, and it's just gonna look like yeah, Jay Jolie. Yeah, I love that John Travolta has accepted his baldness. Me too. That makes me happy. He looks good. He does. He should play Lex Luthor. <laughs> he should. I so let's let's it. talk about the VMAs in general because I I loved. I've always loved the VMAs. I still watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you know, like in the peak years, the mid nineties to I would say mid two thousands. Like yeah, like that ninety four through like after that early eighties to two thousand five, two thousand six. You know, like those 10, 12 years, like they were on fire. Oh, the VMAs, um, and that was like one of like the highlights of my year in terms of like television. Right, right, right. And do you still think? That they're relevant because no. at one point in time, the VMAs were the single most relevant award, like music award show on television. They, they were very pop culture, or right, yeah, and and big things happen. Like think about all the big things that have happened in VMAs. True, I mean, you know, Madonna rolling around. There's just so many to Britney classic moments. Britney, oh, to so many Britney classic moments. Yeah, I don't think they're relevant anymore. But, but do you think it's because of MTV's? 
because mm. MTV is not relevant anymore? I think there's a lot of factors. So they're not relevant. The easiest thing to point to is that because MTV is not really relevant anymore. So, eh, you know, is it really, quote unquote, the cool thing to do, mm-hmm. right? But I think there's also something else to be said that there is literally for almost every month a televised award type show. So there's a degree of award fatigue, whether it's, you know, you've got the MTV Music Awards, MTV Movie, and now Movie and TV Awards. You have, obviously, you have the Oscars, the, the Globes, SAG, yeah. uh, the Critics' Choice, the Emmys, the Daytime Emmys, the Teen Choice Awards, the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards, the... But there used to be more. We used to have the, the AMAs, blo- we, we used to have the, the, the blockbuster video, the, blo- awards. the blockster awards were no, which are no longer. We but there was the, yeah, Premio Juventud. You have Premio Lo Nuestro. You have. I mean, I'm just we saying. We used to have the, the, ra- the radio music awards, which are no longer. Um, I don't know if it's so much award fatigue, but I think what I'm saying it, it, it contributes is what I'm saying. Then on top of that, again, it comes back to things we said before. There's so much content now that there's only so much you can watch, so much you can just take in. Mm-hmm. Then I think there's also something to the fact that we have access to these celebrities all year long now. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's performing at a concert, we all whip out our phone and we videotape the performance. We put it on YouTube. And now I've seen Fulana de Tal sing the song. So when she shows up at the VMAs. But the VMAs was always the chance to do something special. But to unless do something they, really out of the but box. But unless they do something out of the box, eh, it's just another performance. We have so much. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I but I think that the VMAs for a very long time, I think that that's where where artists, especially the ones who performed, mm-hmm. went to like really like, like push wow. the envelope. Wow, and the like, audience, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Um, like really think outside the box because you know from Madonna's unless you're pink, from Madonna's performance everywhere. of Vogue, you know, that's right. uh, you know Marie Antoinette, you that's know, right, that's right. Um, style to you know Britney. It's funny because everybody talks when they talk about Britney and the VMAs. They talk about the snake when she did Slave for You. To me, that to me that's not her most iconic. To me, satisfaction. It, it was the year before when she did Satisfaction and and, and, and Oops, and she took off the jacket, the the suit, yeah. and she had that body colored, you yeah, know, the, the flesh tone. I was like, yeah, oh my god. There's like my life before this moment and my life after this <laughs> moment. Especially at the end when she's like, "Ooh, I did, did it, it again." again. Boom, and it's like, <laughs> whoa. I know. Like, like Britney, what it is right now? I love the little in sync medley that she did the first year too. Yeah, that she did the computerized version of that "Baby could, One yeah. More Time." <laughs> little did we know that she would never perform that song in its single version ever. I like what she says. In sync, now you make it down. <laughs> when I watched that performance, the one of the oh. ninety nine, which yeah. it would have been her first performance and in sync's first performance. Right, right, right. So you remember that she went first, right? Yes. Yeah. And and then behind, there's like a classroom. It, it, set. it was a classroom, yeah. When she starts the performance, like the kids sitting in the desk mm-hmm. are not in sync. So whenever I watch it, I like to see if I could catch the moment when yeah, sync kind of like walks in and sits down. Because then when she leaves, that they're the bell there. rings, they're there. Yeah. They they're in the desk yeah, and yeah, they yeah. like stand. But it's like, not them. But, but at that not. moment, it's them. But originally, right, it, wasn't. it wasn't. So when I watch it, I'm always like, hmm. I wonder what's the moment. Yeah, <laughs> TJ is not Joey Fatone. <laughs> No, no, decidedly not. not. But, but actually, I have to say, so these VMAs, I noticed that they did something that I thought was very smart. 
the they had a lot of classic acts, and I think that if did the they? They, hello the whole hip hop thing at no, the no, end, no, right, right, right. But that was, I mean, that was, I guess I'm I'm lumping that as one one performance. That's why I say right. But they had, but they had a lot of like old school people on True. the show. Whether it was presenting, oh, can we just now? You said old school people. Can we all just come to terms with the fact that? And listen, we just have to embrace this as a society and move on. Lenny Kravitz is a vampire. He is. He's a vampire. He goes. He walked off that stage. He drank some infant's blood, and he's just. He's just. Ageless. And he's cool. And he's cool. And it's just never because you put that Lenny Kravitz that was on Monday morning or Monday night, whatever, yeah. next to "Are you gonna go my way, Lenny Kravitz?" And I yeah. defy you to tell me which one is which. <laughs> and it's like twenty six years apart. Right. This you, was a good song. It's, uh, he's such a good artist. He's just um, but you know, from him to Peppa to then all the hip hop to Missy Elliott. And what's Peppa nice is... Peppa thought buenísimo. ¿Quién? Peppa. But yeah, Peppa looks great. Peppa looks great. But, you know, with the Video Vanguard Award, uh, which I thought was really interesting that they didn't call it the Michael Jackson Missy video. Missy did. But I, I know Missy did, Missy did, which I'm glad that she did. Yeah. But they didn't. Because I get they, why they didn't. I know why they didn't, but they would always say the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard right, Award. Right. But anyway. Um, but usually, obviously, the Vanguard Award is going to go to a more classic or older act. But that coupled with then like the nostalgia act they right, did at right, the right, end, right. I thought that was perfect because you're giving a little bit of something to everybody. It was so bizarre to see Queen Latifah back in like that look. Yes. Right? Because I'm like, but she's an Oscar nominee. Like, you know, she's, she wears pantsuits now like a respectable middle-aged woman. I mean, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, and you know that I, I like Beyonce. Sure. I like Beyonce. So I'm not a Beyonce kind of hater like you and some friends that we have. Bombs and Merlot. Um... <laughs> But you know how Beyonce now, because of her homecoming special, right. she was wearing like the big um, like African queen regalia yes, the and, all that, and all that. Yeah. That they were like, oh my God, she's so representing her culture. I'm like, Queen Latifah did that Girl. like 30 years ago. Thank you. Before anybody was calling it cool. Uh, yes. And she was like a pioneer because she used right. to wear like the big, like again, she used African to wear the, 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 I want to call them like a crown. It's not a crown. It's like a hat. It's yes. like. And she used yeah. to wear like the Africa, um, like big, the, 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 the emblem, charm. like the, the charms. The charm, yeah. So I was like, Queen Latifah was rocking that years ago. Like listen, 30 years ago. Listen, Beyonce had to be called queen by her fans. Queen Latifah done named herself royalty. Mm-hmm. You know that I didn't know? Go on, There's a little always. Beyonce um, side thing. There's a really famous director who did a lot of films in the 60s that Beyonce's videos, um, a lot of them are modeled after. Like from uh, Single Ladies. Single ladies, um, but that's the same director, right? Si- it, it's single ladies. It's um, a, hey, um, a, na, na, a Naomi Campbell walk. Naomi Campbell walk. Um, <laughs> na, na. I'm just sitting here watching. Get me body. Get, get me body. And countdown. It, I forget the name of the director that yeah. he was very famous it's a in film the director. 60s. Yeah. Her videos are almost frame by frame from those from his recreations of those that scenes. that. The video to get me bodied, the original one, mm-hmm. Shirley MacLaine is in it. Are you talking about Bob Fosse? Yes. That's it. Yeah. I love how you're like, that director, only, yeah. you know, one of the most legendary. I couldn't think right now. Choreographers, directors. He did Sweet Charity with okay. Shirley MacLaine. I'm taking eye drops, okay? And Emma's, and Emma's maybe. He did is, ma- ma- well, well, Emma's the, maybe Emma, is, is, is based off of a scene in, in Sweet okay. Charity. Like almost shot for shot. Yes. Yes. 
That maybe. Okay, so what I wanted to get to in oh, Bob Fozzy. Okay, what I wanted to get to in terms of the VMAs. Okay. Listen, I can't know everything, okay? I guess that's fair. But at least I knew who he was and what he did. I just couldn't remember his name. Okay, fine, fine. Fine. I, I can't know give everything. It to you. He was only, you know, a thing in the birdcage. I haven't seen the birdcage that much. It's like Fozzy, Fozzy, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. You know what? He's not in vogue, so <laughs> He's not named. <laughs> so he didn't He didn't meet Madonna you know, at any point? No, you know what's like really messed up? When Vogue came out, I think, like, I don't know, most like, of the people that she named were alive, and, like, now none of them are. Were they? Yeah. Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire. I think Fred Astaire, no, Fred Astaire was dead because his last movie was um, Xanadu. Mm. So he was dead. I don't know about Ginger Rogers. L- uh, uh, Lauren Bacall, Betty Davis, uh, Paul Newman, um... Uh, Greta Garbo uh, was died by then. Yeah. But a lot of them were. Okay. It was like a 50 50. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. But what I really wanted to mention <laughs> about the VMAs was yes. did you notice hmm. how many Latino acts were in the VMAs? I did. And there's even a, La- a Latino a um, award uh-huh. Best Latin Video. Yeah. So, what do we think about that? That's so what I really wanted to talk I, about. I love it. First of all, because as two people who grew up watching the maybe one or two hour block on Telemundo of mm-hmm. you know MTV Latino with Daisy Fuentes, oh, MTV Internacional with Internacional. Daisy Fuentes. There you go. You know, I, I it's always do you guys like, remember MTV Internacional with De- oh, Daisy Fuentes? So that was one of the things that I used to look forward to on in my Sundays. weekend on Sundays. Sunday afternoon. No, it was Saturdays. It was, was Saturdays. Saturdays. It was Saturdays at one. Oh, okay. On Telemundo. Yeah, I remember. I remember everything but the time and day. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, I used to love that, but. I think it's it's about time. I think it's also... I'm trying to remember if they did it last year. I want to say that they did. But I could be wrong. I, they, maybe, Even if they maybe, did it last year, it's new. It's something but, that's but Maluma just Maluma was there last year, so maybe there was yeah, that. Maluma, baby. Uh, <laughs> you can't say Maluma without saying Maluma, baby. I, I don't, but okay. Pretty boy, dirty boy. Do <laughs> so you want to just keep going? What other catchphrases you got? Nada, baby. Sin contrato. <laughs> but I think it's great. But I think it's funny you bring that up because... So this year, you know, again, um, you know, we can't have nice things. So the 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 act, the the artist who won the Latin video thing this year was Rosalia. Who you mm-hmm. didn't know who she was when mm-hmm. I was I, I was on the phone with you when she mm-hmm. won. And you're like, who's this girl? And I'm like, oh, is it Rosalia? And mm-hmm. you're like, how did you know that? You know, From España, Española. You know, we had a Hawthorne moment yeah. where I just knew what was happening. Yeah. Um, now people are like, well, you know, she's not really Latin. She's actually Hispanic because she's from Spain and Latin is only, you know, like... Are you kidding from me? From Latin America. Oh, Are you kidding me? No, I wish I was. So it's open to that whole, you know... Latin, Are you kidding Latin, me? Latin versus Hispanic, Latino, Are you Latinx. Ki- oh my God. Who's like bringing this up? <laughs> but it's why I say this is why we can't have nice things. As opposed to just... And also, in, wait. Didn't, as she opposed feature, to having the com- didn't she feature... Uh, Ozuna in her performance. Right. Uh, and she's with J Balvin and... Uh, what's the name of the song? That the video is them in an airplane. Okay, you should just be happy that somebody who speaks Spanish, who's representing in, in your culture... Impart your culture. I agree. You know? Because... Is having recognition because on Spain a national is, platform. Spain is the motherland. It's know? a national platform on US TV. US English language TV. Again... This is why we can't. Okay, have who's nice saying things. that? This like, is why we can't who's have nice things. That? Who's saying that? I, I don't know the typical HuffPo voices or something like that. I is don't this know. another op-ed? Well, you know, I'm so sick and tired of op-eds. 
You don't like opinion, you know if you want to you listen, don't like opinion editorials. If anymore? you want to listen to opinions, listen to Pedro. Let me tell you, if it not, our opinions are the best. I'm just saying. It's like I go to NBCNews.com and CNN. It's like all these op eds. It's like I'm not coming here. When, yeah, when did op eds become like the news? I'm not coming here to read the freaking opinions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm actually looking it up right now because it's, uh, I'm looking it up in the, the news. Because I remember seeing it because she had. Eh, con altura, that's the song that won. Um, yeah, it was actually it was on NBC News. Breakout music star Rosalia highlights Latin artists versus Latinx debate. Um, e News did why Rosalia's win at the VMAs is causing controversy. Um, I'm looking this up right now. Da, 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 da. Not only did she okay, crowd. let's break this down. Let's break this down. Let's. This is our learn our learn segment from the listen, laugh, and learn. <laughs> okay, so okay, wait, are, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna say because the thing is they keep referring to her as the next Latinx mm-hmm. star, or, mm-hmm. you know, the new face of Latinx music, mm-hmm. and so um, this is according to E Online. So take it with the biggest grain of salt. Um, the Latinx umbrella for those in the dark is merely a catch-all for the region of the Americas, where Spanish and Portuguese, as well as French, are primarily spoken. It includes more than twenty nations. That roughly boils down to all of Hispanic America, Brazil, and even Haiti. So Haiti, according to this, is even Latinx. So Latinx is then Latinx is not Latino. Apparently not. As such, Rosalia's roots in Barcelona, for some reason I wanted to say Barcelona, uh, to summarily exclude her from the categorization. There's an entire ocean between her and the Latinx people, and while there's certainly no monolith, her undeniable Eurocentric privilege means that there's a lot of life experience she'll never share with the Colombian and Puerto Rican singers oh she's teamed God. up with this year alone. Who wrote that? Um, hold on. Hold on. Uh, so, but with a country like the U.S. who loves to lazily lump all Spanish-speaking people into one category when it comes to music, uh, where do we put Rosalia? And they've even asked her about it. Um, she says, uh, you know, if Latin music is music made in Spanish, then my music is part of Latin music. But I do know that if I say I'm a Latina artist, that's not correct, is it? I'm part of a generation that's making music in Spanish. So I don't know. I'd prefer others to decide if I'm included in that, no? Um, so, you know. It's again. It's one of those things. Okay. So they, okay. So let me see if they give the, the name. So the, this is Billy. So the last name is N I L L E S. So I don't know if it's Billy Niggas or okay, Niles. So so <laughs> up to maybe two years ago or three years ago, before uh, the Latinx term existed, right. there was Latino and Hispanic. Right. Right. So Hispanic was anybody who came from a country of origin that spoke Spanish, including Spain. 
right? right? So Spain, Mexico, Argentina, Cuba, Puerto Rico, all these countries were Hispanic countries. You are Hispanic because you come from a country where they speak Spanish. Correct. That's why if you're from Brazil, you are not, not Hispanic, Hispanic. right? Latino then were people that spoke Spanish in Latin America, Right, mm -hmm. so a Latin somebody from Spain is not necessarily Latino, but they are Hispanic. But they are his they're also Hispanic. Correct. Correct. Right. They they are Hispanic, which, which, but they're not which is Latino. What they're saying, which right? is essentially that's, what they're saying. That's why a lot of times, like Cubans, you know, like the, especially old school Cubans, were mm -hmm. like, "We're not Latino. We're Hispanic because our parents are from Spain." Spain right. You know, right. want to go up the whole we're See, European. They want to pull in Argentina. Right. So. That was now. So now, so okay. So now Latinx, which you know is another label because you know we just need. Well, Latinx more is, essentially, is essentially Latino. Okay, but, but now, but now you're telling me that based on that article, Latinx also includes like Haiti. Yeah, which I have and no idea. Why. Does it include Jamaica too? No, it doesn't. So it includes Haiti. Maybe okay. because Haiti has dumb rep on the other side. No, because you said French. No, no, I know what I'm saying. Maybe it's Haiti and not Jamaica because Haiti has. Again, I'm not making up these rules. I don't know. So, so okay, so so now Latinx includes. So now Latinx is now a new term. It's like, is it now a new category? Like, an, is it Apparently. an official category then? Apparently, I don't know. I don't. Know. This is what I don't under. I I don't understand all these like categories among categories among categories. To those of you who love his rants, you're welcome. No, because <laughs> it's it's it, I, I don't. It just it makes no sense. Like it makes so so now well the whole reason so okay so the reason Latinx even started and again I don't know where it's heading didn't Latinx start with with it was to make a gender neutral right version. I remember instead of, when instead of saying Latino Latina right you say Latinx that, okay. that that's the that is at its heart at the crux of it that is why Latinx exists right, I don't think it's that anymore whatever becomes a different story but I'm saying that is why it exists which I will take a step back and say if you wanted to be so gender neutral. There was already a word for it. It's called Latin. You yeah. just just say you just say Latin. Latin. I'm Latin. I'm Latin, and and the conversation is done. In fact, so I, that's what I say many times. I go, I'm Latin. I'm Latin, right? But no, but you know, we gotta complicate our existence. So you know, right? Okay. I I don't subscribe to that. You know, I'm all for inclusiveness and all that, but I don't subscribe to that. And that and being that being this whole categorization now of you're this and you're that. So now you're Latinx. So somebody who's from Haiti is, is, is according is, to this article, you know, culturally similar to somebody who's Puerto Rican or culturally similar mm -hmm. to somebody who's Mexican? I love that they tossed in the thing about her having like Eurocentric privilege. It's like what the hell are you even talking about? Mm -hmm. It's not even about that. It's about, so you can be from European, hey, newsflash, you can be from Europe and still have a shitty upbringing. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I, okay. I know where they're going with the Eurocentric. They're going with the white privilege, the European well, white Well, the fact privilege. that they use privilege in, in right. the phrasing, yes. Right. They're, they're going with the European right. uh, white privilege. White privilege. Right. And I would argue that Spain and Portugal don't, don't fall under that category of white privilege because, first of all, they're Iberian. Okay? They're Iberian. <laughs> so it, most people from Spain and Portugal aren't even considered white. white. Right. Because they're Iberian. Right. That's why when you do 23andMe, okay, and you're from Spain, which 
you know, most, most Hispanics, as Cubans, Latinos, as Cubans most of our roots are directly from Spain. My grandparents were from, born in Spain, in, in either the mainland or in the Canary Islands, right? right? Um, it, it doesn't come out as white European. It comes, it comes out, out as, as Balkan, Iberian, no? Iberian. Iberian. Right, white European is like the Scandinavian England. countries, England, um, Scotland, Germany, uh, Germany Anglo-Saxon. Th- yes, Anglo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Though that is the white European, Portuguese and and Spanish and, right. are not white Europeans. They never have been. So uh, whoever wrote that, first of all, is not correct. See, I didn't know Fossey's name, but I can <laughs> hell argue this. <laughs> So that's why when you do a genealogy test you, and you're from Spain or your your right. your heritage is from Spain, it shows up that you're Iberian, right? right? It's the Iberian Peninsula. I'm not arguing. Right? So, so <laughs> in terms of a distinction, you know, if you want to get to the root of it, right. of the root of, you know, is she a Latina? Okay, no, she's technically not a Latina. Right. Okay, but... How can you deny that Spanish music, whether it's flamenco music or pop music, isn't directly, has not directly influenced the music of the Americas, well, of the Latin that's, Americas? That's the, 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 you know, the, the people who came over were from Yeah, yeah Spain. It's, 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 all, it's all mixed right. because, right, because these were Spanish Senators conquistadors, you know, you that came and, you know... For better or for worse, you know, brought that, that culture and brought that and culture, brought that culture. Right. So, I mean, you speak Spanish in Mexico because the conquistadors were from Spain. You speak Spanish in, you know, in Nicaragua because the conquistadors They're not Swiss. were from Spain. You know, that is why. So, I mean, have, do people ever stop and think about that? Like, that requires too much time. <laughs> it's easier to just be righteously indignant about things and yeah. how dare you meh, 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 meh. yeah actually you know it's so funny that the other day i was kind of <laughs> giving tristan you know my five-year-old a cheat sheet because he's very into like um well, he's, he's huge on the countries on countries so he's very big into like explorers right right and you know i told him hey listen like a kind of a cheat sheet kind of sort mm-hmm. of in terms of what country you know colonized what area or explored what area is by the language right so like the reason why in canada they speak some french is because france you know champlain the explorer you know um conquered conquered or or colonized you know part of what canada Canada at that moment um and then they went down like the whole mississippi river and they you know colonized also a part of what would become the united states so on and so forth the same way that like the spanish came to south America and the reason why Brazil speaks Portuguese is because Portugal Portugal. you know like that's kind of like a cheat sheet so apparently again you know he's five basic 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 like I don't know world history 101 is kind of passes people's minds you know we've had this conversation you know that's that's not the way it is (laughs) you know that's why Okay, people always have to say, this is the example of the internet gay people. Uh, you know, instead of being happy that we freaking got a Latin, you know, a Latin, a Latin, category. a Latin, right. you know, gender video, neutral. Gender video neutral. a Latin video category in the freaking On the primary VMAs. VMAs. Primary VMAs. It's yes. not like off camera. Right. Like, in, right. in ceremonies held earlier. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, the freaking creative Emmys don't even happen on TV. Okay. Right. You know, no, let's not be happy at this. Let's, you know, take down the woman who won by no fault of her own. This well, they weren't attacking her per se. I mean, they were attacking really, the whole, and they were talking about her European centric. Well, no, 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 but but, know, but, but their, whole thing, their whole thing was just like you know, well, she's not. A lot. So you know, again, we we can't have nice things. 
Anyway, I need a glass of water <laughs> or a chicken sandwich. One of the two. Yeah, rico. <laughs> so what do you have for me? Wait, those are the two things that you either a chicken sandwich or a glass of water? Yeah, I don't know. Because I thought I need a glass of water <laughs> to bring me down from, you know, my soapbox now. Oh, I love it. So I, unlike the like a couple weeks ago where I was just like, oh, I don't have anything to talk about. I'm so tired. I haven't been even home and blah, blah. I do have something to talk about. And it's something that is actually... Um, I think it just happened on Monday. Como dice que dijo, sábado gigante, mejor protecto para quedarse en casa. Go ahead. Know, this happened on lunes pequeño. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I haven't really followed up on it, to be honest with you. But I know that there's other other things that are being affected by it. So did you hear that Johnson & Johnson had to pay $572 yep. million? Dollars Billion. Million. How much? In in the in the in Oklahoma, oh okay, in Oklahoma, okay. which was the first it, basically. So they had to pay five hundred seventy two million. Because there's it's another a, one that had to pay billions. Bi- well, they offered billions. Um, this happened, I think, yesterday. I forget mm-hmm. who it is, but they offered like one point two billion, like okay. a settlement. Okay. Um, so for those who don't know, Johnson and Johnson, uh, there was a case in Oklahoma. Um, against the drug manufacturer Johnson mm-hmm. & Johnson in which they were ordered to pay $572 million in a opioid trial. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yep. I'm um, all up on this. being the first one that of about 2,000 other lawsuits. That yes, exist. because because o- that lawsuit was the first, Oklahoma was the first state per se right. to file a lawsuit. Well, because they were able, to, they're basically making an adjustment or they're making an interpretation of the public nuisance mm-hmm. um, law. And basically what they're saying is that the entire opioid crisis in some part is Johnson and Johnson's fault. I mean, when you hold somebody ac- uh, accountable for that mm-hmm. much money, you're, that is ultimately what you're saying. Um, they are of course going to appeal because mm-hmm. that's, you know, nobody ever says, Oh, a million dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. here you go. Um, I have my opinions on this. Give me your opinion because I have mine. Okay. I don't think they should be held liable. Why? Um, first and foremost, because they were prescribing something that has that was approved by the FDA. Okay. So they were not... They, it's not like they put something out on the market that they were saying, you know, in a back alley saying, here, try this, kids. It'll make you feel great. You know, okay. there was... You know, they, they went through the proper channels. <laughs> They did state, um, you know, to whatever reason, and all drugs to a degree can become addictive. I mean, Oxycontin, I took Percocets and Oxycontin after my my, appendic, my appendicitis. Mm-hmm. I think I took it like once or twice and then I was fine. Um, I will say it goes great with, uh, with a martini. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, ultimately... It's, you know, I think, oh, and also Johnson and Johnson specifically, they're being, they're basically being brought up as a poster child and being held liable. Mm -hmm. But I think that in Oklahoma specifically, they make up like maybe one to 2% of all the opioid prescriptions Mm -hmm. that are, that are done. So, you know, again, just, and there's a lot of factors like that where do I think that they put out a dangerous product? Yes. But Mm -hmm. ultimately Johnson and Johnson also can't prescribe the drug themselves. Okay. It has to be a doctor who does it, right? And I believe I, I don't remember the exact number now, but there was there was a number of prescriptions, and I'm actually scrolling through it now uh, to see if I can find it. It was the there was a disproportionate number of prescriptions, and and then when you look at it compared to how many people actually are in Oklahoma, like mm-hmm. the population to prescriptions, and again I'm looking for this right now. It was like, um, hold on. 
So, okay, 18 million prescriptions were written in a state with a population of 3.9 million. Right. Johnson & Johnson is not handing those prescriptions out with no more tears, baby shampoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I don't know to what degree they should be held accountable for. And my biggest concern with this is that now anything that may come out from a drug perspective, which all drugs have a potential for danger and, and, mis- and abuse, mm-hmm. now it's nobody's fault but the manufacturer mm-hmm. as opposed to... Number one, personal responsibility to a degree, which I know sounds horrible, and I'm not trying to blame the you know the victims in this case, but you know there has to be a degree of personal, a personal accountability, and doctors. Okay, I mean that's that's ultimately how these things are getting out into the community. So you believe you believe you believe drug manufacturer uh, does a drug that has side effects, and you know obviously can potentially lead to death Mm -hmm. if you overdose. But the burden is not on the manufacturer to make sure that the drug is being abused because they're not the ones who prescribes it. I mean, they can't control that. Okay. I respectfully disagree. I had no doubt in my mind. (laughs) And I think that the Johnson & Johnson is one of many lawsuits. No, it is one of many lawsuits. And actually, Johnson & Johnson is not even one of the biggest players in this. That's what I'm saying. It's It's like 1%. So let me tell you the story of Barry Schultz. Okay. And Barry Schultz was a doctor actually here in South Florida. Okay. Okay. So Barry Schultz is in jail for 175 years. Wow. Okay. So he's, he's been the first. Let's be almost as old he's as been the first doctor. <laughs> he's been the first doctor who was incarcerated um, over the opioid crisis. Okay. So he, in the early, like late nineties, early two thousands started opening up, uh, pain management clinics. Right. Right. And, um, in fact, in Oakland Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale, there was a moment where in like, I, I don't know, like a five mile stretch, mm-hmm. there was like 40 paint um, I think this sounds familiar. Th- there was forty, like, like those pill mills. It, Forty pain management. Yeah, it's pain management. So, but they, but they're pill mills. Is essentially what pretty much. Called. You yeah. go there, you say you have pain, they give you a prescription. Right, right. He wrote to one patient. There was one patient. Well, there were several patients, but you know, specifically, there was one patient that he gave prescriptions up to twenty three thousand pills. Twenty three thousand pills in an eight month period. But okay. Right? And there was, and and it goes on. There's other patients that he gave like twenty thousand or right, whatever. Right, right. He, I think, in the time span of I don't know, like a couple of years, prescribed like six million pills. That's insane, right? So you're thinking, okay, this is a guy who's messing up, right? I mean, this is a guy who's doing the illegal stuff. What you have to remember is that these pharmaceutical companies, because they're dealing with a drug, they have a heightened burden. Mm-hmm. And a heightened sense of responsibility or legal burden over their product. Okay. Right? They're not they're not selling socks. They're okay. selling drugs. Right. 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 Which can be very addictive. So why are pharmaceutical companies the manufacturer and the mm-hmm. distributor to blame? Okay. Right? Because if you are a distributor or a pharmaceutical company who's getting these orders in, you knowing the potential side effects of your product and knowing how easily people can be addicted should be alarmed. You should know, you either knew or should have known that if a little pharmacy in the middle of Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. is, you know, you're servicing that little pharmacy, three million pills um, a year mm-hmm. or every six months, right, whatever, whatever. time frame, you should know or you should have known that that's a problem. 
because you have a heightened burden because of the product that you're doing. So yes, I think they are very much to blame. They are making money. They are making I have, money. I have zero understanding of how the pharmaceutical business works. Right. They do have oversight over that. Again, I don't know. If, well, I mean, if, like I don't know how. I don't know what the if chain they had oversight is. over that, then the oversight failed. Okay. Right. Because again, in in law, there's something called strict liability. Mm-hmm. This is not necessarily strict liability, but in law, there's something called strict liability that. If something goes wrong, you are automatically to blame, mm-hmm. right? The the classic kind of law school example is if you're a blasting company, right? Mm-hmm. And you went to blast something and a house maybe a certain you know, mile or two right, away distance, right. is destroyed or affected by the blasting, that's strict liability. You are automatically... At fault, no questions asked. This I don't think heightens to strict liability, but it does heighten to a heightened burden because mm-hmm. of the product that you are dealing with. You are dealing Is with that why a, they went through the public nuisance route? Probably, yeah. Because they knew or should have known mm-hmm. that if they are coño, I mean Johnson and Johnson, you're talking about one of like the biggest companies in the country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or in the world. Those people have data as to what, what's happening. What's happening, right? right? They sell to a distributor. They, they send their products to a distributor. Mm-hmm. Pero coño, I mean, you just got an order from this little rinky-dinky pharmacy in Akron, Ohio for like right. tens of thousands of pills. Like how is that not going to re- raise a red flag? Over and over and over and over and over and over again, you know, Mm because this wasn't one isolated incident or a few isolated incidents. Mm -hmm. This was a widespread epidemic. So how does not, you know, you being this um, powerful company that should have protocols in place to Mm -hmm. prevent this type of thing because of the type of product that you're dealing with, how can you have let this go on for so long? And this went on for years and years and years. This wasn't Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. oh, somebody messed up. John, you know, at product services, John wasn't doing Damn his it, job, John. you know, you know, a, a, a batch of cargo right, that right, went right, out right. is tainted. No, right, right. I mean, this was systematical, like system, uh, systematical, systematical, systematic. No. systematic. There we go. Not to be confused with the Pointer Sisters automatic. <laughs> it's funny how there's just some words that just And some trick words just you. sound like you should throw an extra syllable in there. Yeah. They do. There's some words that will always get me. Because like, yeah, like systematic seems like it should be like, it's systematical. Of course it's yeah. systematical. What's the one that... Because la- you can say st- systematically. In, systematically in last episode. Oh, oh resign. Uh-huh. That in Spanish, uh-huh. I say resign, I say resigno. And isn't resignar when you pray? No, eso es presignar. Presignar. Resignar es when you resign yourself to something. Okay, like, whatever. Like, me, me resigno que esta es mi situación. So, yeah. Um, and that doctor in particular, you know, he I saw his interview, mm-hmm. and he has no remorse. He's like, I was providing a service. But that's what I'm saying. These are... He, I, 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 they're I, all to blame. I, I'm just saying, you... you my, my biggest issue with these types of things is that... You mentioned this couple, and I forget what the case was that we were talking about. Um, oh, the one about the the lady with the go kill yourself on the text, uh-huh. which I saw a documentary, by the way, a couple oh, you of weeks ago. <gasps> Oof. Damn. That was but did you see how it wasn't as one-dimensional as, as it, they wanted to make it as out? As it initially appeared to be? Yeah, it was yeah. very layered. Yeah. I also hadn't thought about Leah Michelle that much. In did years. you see the thing about Glee? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and I used, I loved Glee. I watched yeah. all the seasons. Pero bueno. Um, my concern is that it opens a certain door where now anything similar, maybe not to that magnitude, you can jump the gun to blame the manufacturer. 
But that's not a bad thing. That's but it's not. not a but bad... it's not always their fault. I mean, because no, you, it, you've, you know, they're, again, they're not the inherent. We're not talking to your point. We're not talking about something where it's like you know. I went to the store and I bought a toy and it had sharp edges. Well, you know what, Mattel? Okay. When you take you a drug, when you take a drug, any drug that's prescribed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We know that all these drugs have, have side effects. Side effects Absolutely. Right? You watch these commercials. No, and you're, like, Hello. you're like, oh my God. You may have this in this. But you take it anyway. Right. Right? Out of necessity. I think that none of these people, and you take that risk. That's an assumption of the risk. Correct. You assumed the risk that that can have. Right. You right? can be that so 0.01%. I think that to all these people who took these opioids, especially the ones who legitimately took them for Yeah, we're talking about legit. Right. Right. right? They assumed the risk. Right? Mm-hmm. But you don't, when you take... A drug, you don't assume that you're going to become addicted to it to the point that you could die or, or, or are going to die or overdose. But isn't there an inherent risk of addiction with all drugs? Right, Imaid. But the problem is that there is an inherent risk of addiction. But the problem is that if there is something that is so addictive, so addictive, there needs to be parameters on that in terms of it being regulated. That's why drugs are regulated. But, but that's what I'm saying. But aren't they? Again, are they not? Well, clearly this wasn't regulated enough. It will probably be regulated now, but clearly it wasn't. I don't know. Because again, if you are if you are okay, if you are a drug manufacturer and your product has skyrocketed Mm -hmm. in terms of production in the last ten years, right? Right. And you are also hearing about more people than ever. ODing on From your product on let's not even say it's your product because there's several yeah. manufacturers. Well, what I mean by your product is is products that have the, the, the opioids, uh, right, right, right. right? Because the there's several pharmaceutical products, companies. The there's several far, far, pharmaceutical companies that right. uh, produce opioids. Right. So if you're a company that you produce opioids, whichever they may be, mm-hmm. and your product is skyrocketing in terms of usage, you know, and, usage and and being purchased, mm-hmm. but then simultaneously there's also an epidemic that's occurring in the country of people ODing on your, this your product, your product. Mm-hmm. I mean I can't think of the, that being a more obvious red flag that again that's where that heightened burden mm-hmm. comes in and where as a company you have a responsibility of having some type of control or or something mm-hmm. to try to curtail that in whatever way you can but you know, at the end of the day, companies have to make money. That's profit. So if you're, you know, if your profit is up and your board of directors are happy and your investors are happy, everybody's happy. It doesn't matter that everybody, you know, there's people dying left and right from abuse. And yes, I, because I know you're very big on personal, you know, responsibility, right. and and per, there is a certain aspect of personal responsibility. But the the thing is that if the company knows people are dying. And people are ODing on this, and all they care about is their profits. Then this is not only about personal, you know, you know about your personal right, responsibility. Right. So, so yeah, no, I I actually agree with it. Well, I don't disagree that something needs to be done. I just don't know. I just I just have those fears of, you know, blaming it on the on 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 everyone else. Yeah, that's how I feel. But that's my that's my that's my you know my, my ten cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what ten cents used to get you? What soda? It's soda time, isn't it? Damn right. Bam, bam, bam. Soda, soda, soda. Mm-hmm. I just thought of Cindy Crawford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About Cindy Crawford? Yeah. All right. 
Hello. You know why I thought I was Cindy Crawford. Oh, because of the Pepsi commercial. Yes. <laughs> Sitting there like, why, why would you think of Cindy For Crawford? For those who think young. Oh, Brittany. Mariah did a whole Pepsi campaign that went She in, did? She a whole Pepsi campaign. Really? That came in one and nobody... What? When? During the Emancipation of Mimi. And there was like a whole music video of it. She was like in a in a motorcycle flying. Yeah, there were ringtones, wallpapers for your phone. Yeah. Okay, I need to look this up. I, yeah. I, I, the, the, the problem, did this happen over a weekend? The, no, the problem was that the song wasn't catchy. Oh, uh, it was no move over. No. <laughs> I still get excited when I watch that. <laughs> move over. Yeah, don't do it over. Yeah, yeah. Next craze, next wave, next wave, next phase. Ah, so do you have your last soda? I do. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Sure. I'll go first. I was like, sure to which one? I'm like- going <laughs> to give my last soda. It's sweet and simple. I'm going to give my last soda to this year's MTV Video Vanguard recipient, Missy Elliott. Aww. Because Missy Elliott is freaking awesome. You're, you're, you're not saying her full name. Missy, Mest- Missy Mestimeter Elliott. There you go. She is freaking awesome. And that woman, she is the definition of an entertainer. Of a producer of, you know, her music videos. Did you notice the girl who had the solo? Yes, Alison Stoner. Yeah. yeah. When I first, first saw it, I, I didn't know it was her. I mean, glad because, well, she's a 20 now. Right, and because I didn't know. It's <laughs> been a while. Adult. But I remember seeing it, I'm like, okay, this means something. Yes. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> she's still a phenomenal dancer. But she, she, you know, she could put to shame any of these little any new, up and comers. new bitches these out new, there. Oh, well, okay, we're going that route. Oh, thank my, my, you. My. Next, <laughs> I don't think she'll get a video Vanguard. Although I, uh, you know, it's probably gonna get the video Vanguard next year or in a couple of years. It's Taylor Swift for what? Because she's won video of the year like three or four times already. Yeah, but it doesn't make you a Vanguard. Uh, okay, I mean it doesn't. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. That toddler call is all up in her Kool-Aid. and You know, you know what? So my last soda actually um, goes to a series that recently finished its second season. The Heifer Corporation. Yes, they, they are a reality show now. They're, they're on exclusively on uh, Crackle. Oh, <laughs> not on Pop? Not on Pop. They're on Crackle. Okay. Um, no, dumbass. My... Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. <laughs> Anyway, you're ruining my soda. Okay. So my last soda goes to the um, a show that just recently finished <laughs> a second season, Pose, on FX. You mean Sex in the City? No, Pose. <laughs> That's totally it. Though. I'm like, what would you? No, Pose. Um, so for those who don't know, it tells it. It set this season was set in the '90s, actually in '91, and it tells the story. You know, it's the LGBT community in New York during that time frame during the AIDS crisis. But what um, it's most notable for is two things. Number one, because it has a primarily transgender uh, protagonist cast. Like most most of the characters are transgender uh, women. Mm-hmm. But more than that, it also features several of the main characters are Latino. I'm glad you Latina. mentioned this because there's something I want to talk about that's going to be... I want to talk about... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So the lead is MJ Rodriguez. She's uh, she's Latina. India Moore is another Latina. And there's also this guy who plays Papi, Angel Curiel. Mm-hmm. And he actually, I'm putting this out into the universe the same way we did with Juan Pablo. Would love to have him on the show because aside from being Dominican, Angel grew up in Liberty City. 
¿Qué vaina es esa? He grew up in Liberty City here in South Florida, Miami. So, you know, I, I love the show. I love that it's a positive. It's just a feel-good show. And it, it highlights, you know, the, the Latino, Latinx, whatever you want to call them, culture. And, you know, and again, Angel, if you're listening, if you know, so, or if somebody who listens to us knows Angel Curiel. You know what I would, you know what I would love tell Brian show. Murphy? Ryan Murphy. I, uh, Ryan Murphy. Um, I'm not good on names today. No. Um, I saw the first, I saw like three or four episodes of the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. It's just, I have so it's many too shows. Much TV. It's too much There's TV. There's so many shows that TV. it's like. Yeah. And then, you know, Suits predominates my life. That's true. That's true. I get it. And now Pearson. So that's, yes. yeah, that's become. So, which actually today they're airing the pilot episode of Suits. But anyway, um, I think that if they really want to be authentic to the New York drag ball uh-huh. of the late 80s and early 90s, they should totally get in there. Um, Madonna's Vogue dancers. Well, um, so. I only saw the first three three episodes. So this if, they, season, if they subsequently came in, this season, I haven't so seen So I don't think they brought the Vogue dancers in just because um, they're a little older now but this season takes place like i said in 91 and actually the whole thing it kicks off vogue has just premiered oh, okay and so it's a hit it's number one in the charts and now you know everybody like one of the guys is teaching vogue classes at the local mm-hmm. y because it's the new hot trend or whatever so it's you know what happens to a community when all of a sudden you become super 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 popular and then the trend goes away you still have to continue mm-hmm. you know even though you're not the cool new thing anymore so people you know, how does that affect people's perception? Yeah, but of you, you got to see that, it from so. the point of view that before. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's the, that's the yeah, theme yeah. of the season. But before Madonna did Vogue, that was completely underground. Absolutely. And after Madonna did Vogue, everybody knew what Voguing was. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whether you cared or whether you not cared or whether right. you were. But, but everybody like, you know, knew what but, Voguing was. But it's was. like, what does it mean when something that is part of your culture goes mainstream and right. then. I mean, now yeah. you're no longer mainstream. I mean, I know, it's, I know, like, I get upset when people, like, like, what, uh, I, like you like, know, yeah. uh, so I imagine a whole culture, you right, know, imagine, right, but, right. Um, but actually something that I kind of want to talk about from your last soda, which is more of a topic, but what is your opinion on, and I've actually wanted to bring this up as a whole topic <laughs> for a while, but I always keep forgetting. Okay. Um, what is your opinion on the whole thing with... Scarlett Johansson. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a big one that I don't know. I know enough of the background other than what the the clips and buzzes that I've heard. So I don't know if I feel equipped to. Well, because the whole thing, the, the whole thing with Scarlett, right Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson took a role. She was supposed to, to play a to transgender, play a, a transgender uh, uh, man to woman. Uh, right. And she got a shitload amount of backlash from that, right. which eventually she led her project. dropping the project. Right. Now, you can make an argument that she's a character actor, actress because she has done some movies that are really out there. You know, she's not mm-hmm. a Julia Roberts. Right, 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 we she, love Julia Roberts. Right, but she's not a rom-com. Um, right. She, she, she's done all types of um, roles. Right. And then she said something recently that people are like, oh, it's your white privilege. Saying that, you know, she's an actress Mm -hmm. and as an actor, she should be able to play anything that she wants. A role, Any role. And everybody came after her. What I... I have a little bit of a problem with that. I think that maybe she she could have worded... It's usually in phrasing. And from what I understand, that, that quote was taken from the context of a bigger... Right. ...article... You know what I mean? And so, that's so we, we could say that maybe she could have said it differently. Right, right, right? I agree with her that she's an actor and that she should be able to take any role she wants. Obviously, the, the, the argument is like, well, you're not giving a lot of trans people the opportunity, the opportunity to act. 
Because, you know, Laverne Cox can't be the only representative <laughs> of an entire... Yeah, the cast of Pose can't be in everything. Right. right. Community of right. people right. that should have the same opportunity. But it's it's what we've talked about. Actually, we talked about this way, way before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, pursue, but in terms of black actors, mm-hmm. right? Right. I don't think it's the actor's fault. I think it's Hollywood's fault. Oh, absolutely. Because you need to either have an open mind to cast people that are not going, you know, your Julia Roberts, your Jennifer. Your marquee you know, names. But these safe, you know, kind of yeah. white actors or actresses. The safe choice. I think the that's, safe that's choices. a great way to put it. You need, you need to take a little bit of risk and yeah. have a little bit of faith in these people's talent and create roles and either roles because you know what I think that if you're a trans woman why wouldn't you be able to play a, a woman a woman who's a woman, not trans period a cis woman let's, uh, uh, let's be let, let's use the terminology use the terminology yes. correctly yes. a cis woman in a romantic comedy I think that if you, you should. Try, if you try out for the part and the and, part and you're good and you, you, you what the hell you do what you're supposed to do in that part why shouldn't you, you have that opportunity yeah. role but I, I have a little bit of a problem when they turn it on the actor who's getting these roles because I think that as an actor I would want to challenge myself and you know taking a role of of a trans person would be a challenge in terms of you know your your art right right right, right. you know I'm, I'm taking this on right right and it's also a learning because a lot of times you know actors they go and they learn from from they, different they, people they, right, they pull from that experience right um so I, I have a little bit of a problem of everybody attacking her when i think they should be attacking casting directors and directors and producers that is the real problem you know, and the same goes with, you know, minorities or African-Americans mm-hmm. or even, his, you know, Hispanic. Hispanics and Latin people, Latin people, right? Uh, if, yeah. if, you, if, if you don't build it, they're not going to come. Right. So, I don't know. That's, that's, that kind of ticked me off for a while. And I know, again, we have talked about that earlier here. Like, I think last year we talked about yeah. it. But, but I don't know. She's been getting, like, a lot of hate recently. And it's like... Mm. I think it's not ultimately... And again, in this case, she might have been the executive producer on the project. So, maybe... Maybe that is fueling the fire a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but you're right. I don't think it's the... Generally speaking, it's the actor's fault. The actor goes in for the role that their agent is saying, hey, this opportunity has arisen. Now, as an actor, yes. As Darren Chris has recently said, that he's not going to go out for any more gay roles because you know he feels like those should go to you know to gay actors and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can respect that. But by the same but token... But Darren Chris is really good. I mean, but the thing is that... He, I don't like. I don't think that Darren Chris is saying to himself, "Oh, there's a gay role. I'll go for that one." Right. He's looking at the role. I mean, Andrew Cunanan's a weird one too because it was a gay role, but I don't think anybody looks at that as a gay role. That's not a gay role. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, that's a you know you're, you're fucking the head role. Right. Right. That's a, that's a, I want to play a crazy psychotic person role. Right. That's not I want to play a gay person role. You know. Right. But unfortunately. Because he was gay, it kind of converges the two together. Right. So it's, you know, it, it, it's, it, there's a lot of just caca. I mean, I think Darren Chris has had a lot of gay roles because he's absolutely great in those gay roles. Because when he was on Glee, that he played Blaine, yeah. he was on there because he could sing and he could perform. Right, because they were looking for that talent. They were looking for that talent, so they, you know, gave Make him... the character. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, Darren and I go way back. You do. You that. and Darren go way back to Marie's Crisis in New York. Yeah. When you turned to me and you said, I, that guy looks like the guy from Glee. <laughs> to which my response was, that is the guy from Glee, Darren Chris. <laughs> you were like, oh. <laughs> Igualito. Like, Igualito, coño se, como se parece. <laughs> like, Igualito. Menos mal, because it's him. What was the name of the club? Mary Calendars? 
No, you're just really hungry. It's Marie's crisis. <laughs> well, that was a fun night. That was a fun that night. That was a fun that night. Was a fun so. night. Like last night in New York. You spent your last night in New York with me. Yes, I did. All poopsie. Anyway, <laughs> with that said, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. There was a lot of listening and learning in there this was, episode. There was. There was. Hell of a lot of both. Um, I can't get names right, but man, I could talk about But you can talk about the things all around the name. You can talk all around the name. It, uh, it works better. But what is Bob Fosse? Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse. Yeah, Chico Fosse. Bob Fosse. <laughs> You know so. what? We're gonna go have dinner, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna school you on Bob Fosse. On Bob Fosse. Oh, yes. I already know his videos. Well, there you go. You're halfway there. <laughs> You're halfway there. So we hope, yeah, everybody listened, laughed, and learned. Remember to grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your jupinha. And thank you for joining us. Enjoy have the a weekend. Great weekend. And if you're in South Florida, stay dry, guys. I know it's gonna okay. be shitty. And to our Puerto Rican, you know, people, our Puerto yes. Rican Latin our, our and La- Hispanic <laughs> brothers, brothers and, sisters. and sisters, you know, uh, stay safe, stay safe, stay and safe. dry. Yes, stay safe and dry, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.